Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. I'm your host Chris and I have some bad news for you. So Ash is on vacation and left me hanging around here all alone, all by myself. Um, he actually sent me a letter, handwritten one by Carrier Pigeon, and, and it says, Chris, you useless piece of human skin. Your music is acoustic pollution and below average at best. How people can actually listen to you is beyond me since your voice sounds like a Muppet. Get a life and don't you ruin my podcast, you fucking weirdo. So yeah, as you can hear, he trusts me and is looking forward to hearing this episode. Uh, let's go. This is the solo episode of Chris, who's super good looking and smells very nice. His podcasting skills are awesome, and everybody wants to kiss him on the lips tonight. Now, what can you expect from this very special solo episode? First of all, I'm not at all all by myself. I got myself a very special guest. It is Chance Blair from Heavy Heavy, who's helping me building a bass rig. Because in an unreleased episode of BPM Pod that mysteriously vanished from the face of the earth, I was actually telling about an upcoming gig of mine on a festival called Berlin is not a ring, where I'll be taking over bass duties for my band. Um, since I have no idea about building a bass rig for live sound, I asked Chance to help me out. And it's going to be half an hour full of tech talk and bass gear and bass nerdiness. So yeah, all you bassists out there, definitely tune in to this one. I hope you enjoy it. Other than that, I will be adding a favorite song of mine to the Desert Island playlist. And I figure Ashley will add his later once he's returned to us. Alright then, let us commence to the interview with the bass man himself, Chance Player. Here we go! So, we arrived at a very special part of this week's episode, dear listeners. In times of need and lack of knowledge, it tends to pay off to not just fucking Google everything, but to speak to actual people with real-world experience. So, in my quest for tone, I called into the void that is Facebook these days and reached out to a man with a love for heavy, heavy sounds. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lord of luscious low-end, the savior Whoa. of four-string satisfaction, and the beholder of booming bottom end, Chance Blair from oh, Heavy Heavy. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm about <laughs> to just like, just call it the day. That's that was the mother of all fucking intros, my guy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how you bar, doing, I, man? I wish you were. We're. I'm doing great. I wish you were here. I was in the studio with Birgit Jones, and uh, we're right. doing a collab song on their next album. And we were writing, like, essentially, spoiler alert, the, the song is about uh, the Church of Low Frequencies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so the entire uh, song is just like, you know, metaphors and, and different different ways to describe bass. And all of those that you just lifted there, listed there would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but we need, to, we need to freelance you out as a, as a lyric writer. That's, that was sick. Dude, hit me up anytime. So how has Heavy Heavy been doing? I watched you uh, walk around the city as a trash can, getting fed yeah. with dog poo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing good. Uh, we we put out a couple videos, you know, just been been experimenting with stuff. I think I think this year or the last few months for us has been kind of a time of experimentation and trying different things out. Uh, 
we released that that red canvas video. Um, we experimented with releasing a single in a new kind of well, well, kind of a different direction in terms of style. We released a video with that, um, and we're kind of taking the inputs from from all that and trying to kind of you know do, deliver our product, our heavy product, the the best po way possible for. And 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 have the most fun with it, you know. So, so yeah, it's been great. We're um, we're working on an EP right now. Awesome. That's, that's the that's the headline. Um, when I when I checked out your YouTube channel um, the last few days, I was actually I was super happy to see because when we when we spoke last a uh, couple of months ago, you were like, we are going to put a lot more effort into music videos and stuff, and you delivered. Because nobody yeah. actually ever fucking delivers, right? Everybody's <laughs> like, we're working on videos and singles and albums and nothing ever drops, right? So good yeah. for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, musicians are are uh, are a, a a fickle sort, a flaky bunch, uh, mostly because we, as creatives, it's really hard to kind of to when the when the creative engine is is kind of running low on gas you know it's it's hard to kind of get it kick started again but yeah yeah i don't know i've got a great team i i have a lot of really good friends that help me out great uh matan kedar from um from uh uh, uh what, what's what's the name of their band oh shit you're gonna have to edit this out <laughs> don't sound like an accident <laughs> tremor resistance he did our um uh he did our video and just blew it away so he's doing lots of videos nowadays so people obviously like hired him a bunch from that because he just did such a great job so highly recommend matan uh uh what is he matan kedar uh videography on instagram if you need any videos okay but no fixed dates yet for upcoming shows Nada, man. I'm interested to hear hear about yours. Are you are you doing something with the Weinhardt Music Project? Yeah. So this is what I was uh, going to talk to you about because we have a kind of a special show upcoming. It's a festival mm. in Berlin from mm. the 20th 20th of August. Oh Jesus, English is hard for me. Uh, to the 22nd, <laughs> and it's basically like a more of a theater, culture, music mixed mm. thing, a festival, and it has this umbrella, this main theme of Richard Wagner's uh, Ring des Nibelungen. Have you heard of that one? Whoa. No, I have not. This is where the, the music, um, the ride of the Valkyrie comes from. Yeah. And that's a, that's I know the like ride of Valkyrie. a 16-hour uh, thing. And basically every, every artist that performs there kind of tailors the program towards this big Wagner yeah. piece, right? So uh, a friend of mine who's doing the um, the artwork stuff and the website front end and everything, mm -hmm. he's the he's a wrestler and I wrote a song for him and he got his ah. wrestling team to perform there on this festival. So he hired us now to play the in entrance themes for the wrestlers whenever they are entering the stage. That is sick. That is a sick gig, my friend. Oh my <laughs> god! And you guys will do a great job with that too, because I mean. That that what was that that magnum opus song is that's just, the just one big epic like that's gonna that's gonna kick ass just in, in for uh for opening wrestling for sure that's the one right um so the thing is um because we don't we don't know how used the the wrestlers are to performing to a click track or whatever um mm -hmm. we're playing without click track and since we don't have mm -hmm. a bassist <laughs> I need to take over bass duties. Now, mm. uh, <laughs> see, that's where you come in. Because, oh, hey, you're going to foray into the low frequencies, I yeah. see. 
And my very Ooh. first thought was, well, I would love to have actually like the some of the high frequencies by splitting the signal. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of bass, uh, and you want to do split signal, uh, so there's kind of two approaches you can go about with this. You can you can say, all right, we're going to uh, uh, deal with this split with more of an EQ sense, or we're going to deal with the split in terms of effects. Um, it really depends on kind of the amps you have access to um, and what you're thinking in terms of splitting the signal. Do you want to have like... Okay, at, at a certain time, only bass is going to be playing, and then a certain time, only the guitar slash octave signal, and then and then you, you combine them for a different part, kind of like how we do with Heavy Heavy, or is it going to be constantly pretty much, you know, like either guitar all the time and then bass on and off? No, I think... Um... I think the first thing, like um, okay. um, switching guitar, the guitars, uh, quote unquote, on and off, and because my yeah. splitter that I bought years ago <laughs> and looks like new because I never used it, it's an hmm. AB, AB or A plus B switch, so I can vary between these things. Okay, perfect, good. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I mean, so in terms of my um, my bass setup, for years and years I used that dark glass preamp. Um, right. I more recently switched to uh, a different dark glass product um, from Nolly Get Good. Uh, he's a fantastic bassist and, and producer. He worked with Periphery and he works with a lot of other kind of progressive metal bands. Um, I That's switched Adam, to his right? signature product, the Atom, the aggre which stands for, just for the listeners here, Aggressively Distorting Advanced Machine. Dang. Fucking awesome, right? <laughs> so I switched it up. I mean, at the end of the day, they're they're both the same thing. Um, it just has a little bit different, like that. The Atom has a you know kind of compressor built in. It's got a bunch of different um, uh, IR options that you can load onto it. You can, you know, do some interesting stuff around kind of presets, and it's it's just a little bit more bells and whistles. Um, But yeah, in terms of the base uh, processing there, I would, yeah, like B7K is the way to go there. Like Dark Class is just just, just a monster setup. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so it depends on how, like, do you have a, uh, a base amp? Well, that's the thing. Uh, because we haven't had a bassist in such a long time, the only base amp we have access to is a small, is it a one by two? 12 tc electronic mm -hmm. uh amps mm -hmm. so the thing is we're playing which is okay right uh, tc mm -hmm. amps are good but we need to tune down pretty heavily because some of the stuff we are playing is down to like a like uh, on a five yeah. string drop a, a right and i don't yeah. think that small speaker can actually translate these frequencies so we were more uh -huh. thinking about going uh base di because this uh, microtubes x also has a cap sim in there yep. perfect that's what exactly what i was going to say it, so what does the front of house system look like is it like a decent set of speakers with a sub or i that's i actually don't know if they have a sub i hope so because they are going to perform djs and yeah I expect they would start to cry if they hear that there is no sub <laughs> Yeah, cool. Okay, so you can you can at least expect to match the low end of the DJs. So yeah, I, going direct is probably the way to go compared to that one 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 twelve. So your 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 idea is 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 in line with what I would do there too. 
Um, okay, cool. And and I assume you're going to be playing with a bass rather than with a guitar and octave down the bass. But I find that I recorded lights on and I used octave down into a bass setup, and it sounds pretty good. But for some reason, octavers uh, do better at taking a low frequency and bumping it up than it does at taking high frequencies and bumping it down Right. in the sense of tracking. For EQ, hmm. it's a lot easier to bump it down because you can kind of EQ that and it doesn't sound super fake because you, you add a bunch of sub. Um, but the problem that you get when you octave up a bass signal, it's you, can, you hear the character of that hmm. octaver very clearly and it kind of sounds like fake and and nasally um and so there's kind of a couple different um uh uh uh, strategies that you can go with with that so the first of which is ditch the uh the octaver and just run into an amp with uh, a lot of low end cut and a lot of high end boosted and it gives you this feeling it's it's it it sounds almost the same like it's got that separation between the the frequency spectrums and it really does help um the other option that you can do is do some uh really surgical eq on the pre and post the signal this is a lot easier for me because i use the helix and i can just Mm. throw eqs and noise gates wherever the fuck i want um so, yeah, what I usually do there is I'll boost a bunch of low end before the octaver. Uh, and then it sounds kind of weird, but I cut it after almost equally. Right. Um, and what that does is if you look at a frequency graph, and I don't know if this is getting too nerdy for people out there, but if you look at a frequency spectrum when you're when you're mixing or you're in the studio, you'll see that you have what's called the... Um, what is it called? The fundamental frequency at the bottom for mm-hmm. the bass or for whatever note you're playing. And what it does is it uh, it has these ripples that go out, you know, yeah. every 1K hertz or so. Um, so what you can do is you cut that fundamental frequency out at the end of the chain and you still hear it. Your ear hears it without it being actually in the mix because of those rippled frequencies. Oh, wow. So that's okay. how you can kind of make it sound beefier and darker without it actually being beefier and darker. So yeah, that's one option. Um, and then the other option... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey man, you, 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 call, you call the guy. This is, I'm, I'm a nerd about this. And then, so anyway, the last option here is kind of the, what I like to call the royal blood, uh, new royal blood... Um, uh, uh, technique, which you have that kind of like fake, nasty, gnarly sound uh, from the octaver, and you just lean into it. You just go all the way with it. Like um, that, their new song "Boilermaker." Like it has an intro that like it's not it's not a very pleasing guitar distortion, but it doesn't need to be. Stylistically, it sounds like a uh it sounds like a like a kind of a different sound like nasally and mean and weird yeah and you can kind of go for that depending on the stylistic choice for the songs uh so just like throwing it into an octaver into maybe a a fuzz or a a heavy distortion like an hm2 kind of distortion into an amp and just just fuck it up fam like like (laughs) like crank the distortion and make it sound real nasty 
yeah, uh, yeah. But the more distortion you add on that split signal, that, that the octave signal, the more you should probably cut distortion from the low end. Otherwise, it's going to get a little bit just out of hand, you know? Right. Okay. Hmm. So the, the thing is that um, I, I think the, the royal blood method would be the easiest one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. Ah. Uh, because it when I I um I I don't have my 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 ricochet uh, octava currently here, so I used to mm. just fuck a bit around, used mm. an old Boss ME50, and when I mm. when I pitched the bass signal up, I was like, oh, that sounds not like a guitar at all. It's so synthy yep. and and weird. It's like wee 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 wee. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and th- this old thing doesn't even track that well and everything, mm-hmm. so. A lot of the songs we will be playing, because those wrestlers have their own theme songs, right? They are more in the metal kind of genre, mm-hmm. and using this kind of fuzzy, synthy... Like, I don't know how much the the wrestling guys actually notice this stuff, because I don't think mm-hmm. any of them like make music. Um, but of course, I'm... I'm being paid for it. I I want to make the I, uh, <laughs> do the best job I can. So I want want it to be authentic, right? Yeah, I think if that were the case, so if you want to give it the most guitar, like traditional guitar sound, mm-hmm. um, I would go with the first option of just ditching the octaver and cut a shit ton of low end on the amp side. What amp? What guitar amp would you be using? Uh, I either have this uh, Marshall DSL 15 behind me. Uh, or I think a super old Fender transistor style amp that would yeah volts. yeah it seems like um I mean the 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 Marshall might be the way to go if you want to just yeah. just crank the gain on the on the on the drive but at the end of the day it's it's kind of your ear you got the, the fun part about this setup is you experiment and sometimes things kind of pop out that you don't expect. The, the whole point is like you just kind of have to follow your ear and, and try a bunch of different stuff out. There's not going to be a right. silver bullet for you. But yeah, in c- terms of the, uh, you know, of like trying to get the more traditional sound, I would say run the guitar or the the bass into the guitar amp without much of anything yeah. in terms of like uh, pitch shifting and see how it sounds, you know? That's so um, cool. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought about that. Because, well, I, yeah. I, when I whenever I mix stuff, of course I split the bass signal and uh, like the usual stuff, yeah. right? But to to not even give so, a fuck about the octave is so cool. Do you um, do you compress yours? Well, first of all, when I watched your rig rundown, the first thing it made me want to do is buy a Helix. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. damn it, <laughs> dog. The thing is is super uh, super powerful. I've used this thing like pretty much every day and like you know taking it on tour and worked really worked it really hard for the last three years and it was used before that when i bought it right so it's gone through the paces and it's like missing screws and it's like wheezing and you know sputtering <laughs> but i could just use it on everything it's great dang cool um okay so back to the bass rig uh because yeah. um i only recently got myself a compressor. I do have the OnePlus Ego with me, which is super cool. Oh, would nice. You, would you recommend um, like compressing the signal before going into the split or only compressing the bass signal? I would only do the bass signal. Um, okay. Because you lose a lot of dynamics in terms of the guitar when you're playing through a bass because you're just kind of not used to it. Like... You, you're not palm muting in the same way. You're not mm-hmm. able to kind of 
You know, what I mean, like you want you want to keep your, keep your range of dynamics as wide as possible for the guitar, and then just compress the ever living poop out of the uh, the bass side of things. Because yeah. when you want the bass to come in, you want it to be just a big fat sausage of of, of uh, low end. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But again, experiment. Like try stuff out. If you find that like the compressors like it tames some of the the squeaky high end and it makes it a little bit more juicy and on the on the on the lower mids, then try it out. You know, I I don't know shit. I'm just I don't, my 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 favorite phrase to say is I don't know shit about fuck. So just you know, <laughs> just try it out. You know, words to live by. Oh, when I when I watched your Rick Rundown video, the uh, one thing thing came up that I was uh, thinking about um, yep. adding the fifth above the octave. And I was uh, looking for sauce. pedals, uh, and I think there, of course, there's a whammy as always, but there's one from mm -hmm. T-Rex, the yep. Quinder, or was it a fifth five fiver or whatever? Quint machine. Quint machine, yeah. Bro, it's... you're you're going down the same path. Uh, I, I I'm so <laughs> I'm so happy that you launched. I I bought that pedal. Oh right. I used it. I bought it. I used it for like a second. And then I sold it. <laughs> right. Oh, it's it just, not good. It sounded bad. Yeah, it didn't sound good. And the other problem is it gives you the fifth above the bass. It doesn't give you the fifth above the octave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, see what I mean? Um, like, which would be the 17th or the 19th. Yeah, I think the 19th. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I had... Well, uh, so I must... Uh, Like uh, put it after the octave, right? After the octave, then the, the yeah, you could do it top. that way. But that, you could do it that way. That can't sound good, right? <laughs> like objectively, that can't sound good. Well, it's just the the problem there is you're stacking two different algorithmic, uh, you know, voiced uh, uh, sounds because that's that's essentially what it does with with um, with non-analog octave. Uh, mm. It it takes your signal, it guesses the note, and then it uh, tries to uh, uh, interpret that voice and and pitch it to that to that to a certain note, right? Yeah. Um, and so like you're basically stacking two different sounds. It might work, but mm. you know who knows? I but you're like what I'm trying to say is that you're stacking two different voices of. Uh, hey, this is what we think an octave above should sound like. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, cool. That got technical. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Totally. I really, I really do like that 19th because it starts to at least introduce some frequencies that round off that like really um, yeah. fake sounding nasally, you know, octave up, which is which is constantly kind of the kryptonite of this setup. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's just just experimentation. I I think if you yeah. were to stack those things, you would definitely want to get some sort of EQ like. Like that MXR EQ that's that's got so many bands on it that you can right. kind of use to kind of tame things is is useful. I usually find that boosting low end and cutting some like upper mids is helpful for getting rid of that like nasty nasally thing. Yeah. Well, I do have a bit of a budget, so maybe you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel you. The thing is, because we never found a, a basis that I'm, I'm kind of well. If this turns out cool and good. I might ditch the guitar for this band and just keep playing bass because it obviously yeah. works for you. Your music is different and your writing style is different, mm -hmm. but I like playing bass. <laughs> It's a blast, man. And especially if you're singing, um, it can kind of make things a little bit more simple. 
in terms of like okay bass only parts um i mean it's still the same deal like you're playing an instrument while you're singing but um it brings you a little bit like i'm not playing lead parts like i can i can rely on vowel for kind of the instrumental stuff for the most part yeah um but yeah yeah i i, I love it it's i i found that like my my recent foray into you know pitching down the baritone is going to be purely a live thing uh, i think when i track baritone I'm gonna try to probably I'm gonna probably track bass separately, right? Um, kind of like uh, what do you call it? Like like cheat there. Um, but we'll see once we hit the studio. I think we're gonna try to try to go to Tone Bailey um, mm. down in Neukölln, which is a really cool studio. So we're we're just experimenting with stuff, man. We're just trying trying everything new. That's that's what we do as musicians is experiment. You know, see what kind of creative juices flow from those experiments, and and then kind of just move from there and so so hopefully you can kind of find your sound you know <laughs> cry in the corner because nothing works yeah yeah <laughs> there's there's plenty of nights like that <laughs> <laughs> awesome man cool 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 um so i think yeah that would that would be it with my questions um cool. anything you would like to add for for the podcast well what's coming up uh any other projects any secrets um, well, I'm more interested in um, this the show that you have coming up. When is that going to be? Uh, 20th of August till 22nd of August, and it's every oh, night. Berlin is not am Ring. Uh, Berlin is. You said Berlin is not am Ring. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'll, I want to. I want to see if I can make that. Um, I see what I can yeah, do with for, a guest list. Oh word! Uh, so for for my side of things, I'm doing a lot of like producing and recording work for various bands. Um, uh, some uh, kind of like what would you call it? Like pop meets hip hop. Some R and B meets nice. you know rap. Uh, and then there's some uh, some folk that I've been recording. That's been really cool. So if, if anybody needs some, some recording stuff or some producing work, I'm, I'm really keen on that. Um, I've been working with uh, Birgit Jones in the studio. They just wrapped their, um, their full-length studio or full-length album. Um, that'll be out probably sometime later this year. Uh, really excited about that because we have a, a heavy, heavy Birgit Jones collaboration where I put some vocals and of course there will be a bass guitar solo repeat yeah. there will be a bass guitar solo <laughs> um, so yeah we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes and then for heavy heavy we're um, we're, we're writing um, we want to play a live show as soon as possible but we're kind of I don't know I wouldn't like we're, we're kind of burnt out on doing the I don't know the uh, the Corona regulated uh, show. Like we did it before, it was awesome. But like I think we want to to really do it right next time, and we want to mm. really have like stand up, mosh, sweat, you know, burping each other's faces kind of deal. <laughs> so we're kind of we're kind of we're kind of waiting until we we uh, we can we can kind of do something a little bit uh, more in that vein. But that being said, we are open to playing shows. We just uh, been really focusing on writing.
Thank you so much, Chance Player, for helping me out, for being on the episode. The dude is awesome. Please check him and his band Heavy Heavy out. He does a lot of production work with Burger Jones, another reoccurring guest on the show. So yeah, Chance Player. Dude's amazing. Check him out. Check Heavy Heavy out. You can find them on Facebook at Heavy Heavy Berlin and, of course, on Spotify, Heavy Heavy. All right, now onwards to my Desert Island playlist pick this week. And after that, that's about it with the solo episode already. Okay, for this week, I'll be taking Anathema's Thin Air. Thin Air is from the We're Here Because We're Here album from 2010. And the cool thing about it is that it has basically just two parts. The song has two parts. It's not not a, a usual A, B, A, B, C... B scheme but instead just A and then B but the cool thing is that each part in itself builds up over time and especially part B with the layered vocals is so so awesome so nice Um, you definitely if you like prog rock because anathema they used to be a metal band a doom metal band I think but around 2010 they switched over to very atmospheric um, ambiance proc rock if you are a fan of this stuff check it out uh, every album since since we're here because we're here is just pure musical bliss with three vocalists and a keyboarder and a drummer and a bassist and two guitars and lots and lots of layers um, for all proc rock fans out there anathema if you haven't checked them out please do so and especially thin air by them part B where shit's at. So for everybody who's interested, we will be playing the Berlin is not on ring festival from August 20th to the 22nd in 2021. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff there. There's music, there's theater, there's food, there's booze, there is DJing. Um, I think there is bike riding. I read something about that. I don't know. And of course, there's us playing to dudes who are sweating will be punching each other in the face which is awesome other than that please do support your local artists your local gigs um, we arrived at the point during this pandemic where we actually cl- can play some shows again and not just streaming shows so if you want to support the arts and culture please go to a concert and buy a cd or a shirt or maybe a sticker or a patch do people still collect patches on there Backpacks? I don't know. Maybe we should start that again. So yeah, if you if you have a favorite local band, go out there, check out their concerts, and just give them a little bit of support. Cool! Solo episode done. Check. This was weird. Sitting alone in my room screaming at the microphone and my cat's on the on the on the cupboard and it's like bruh, why why you're all yelling by yourself? There's nobody in here. Thank you, everybody, for lending me your beautiful ear holes. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Ash will return for the very next episode. And I don't even know if we're going to have a guest. I'm as excited as you are. Life in BPM land is wonderful and exciting. And and uh, you never know what's behind the next corner. If it's a monster, or if it's a cool band, or if it's just me yelling at you. 
thank you so much for listening in. Thank you, Chance Blair, for helping me out building a bass rig. For all you guys out there who want to see uh, live music and wrestling and theater, please check us out at Berlin is not a ring in, of course, Berlin. Other than that, I'll see you. I'll hear you. You heal me. You heal us. You heal us? You he Oh, Jesus Christ. You'll hear us in the next episode of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. This is easy. We say, oh, do the podcast where we get behind people's music. Oi. Yes. One day I'm going to take over the podcast all by myself. And it's BCM behind Chris's music all day and all night long and all every day. On oh, Jesus Christ, is the microphone still on?